Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney. And the founder and CEO of Cannabis CBD. I am here with my lovely co-host, Kimberly Rose. Good morning, everyone. Oh, I did it again. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that was very human of you. Yes. Listen, by delivering reliable knowledge in an unregulated CBD industry, we are connecting you with everything you should know about CBD. Yes. That is our purpose. Right. All right. Let's start uh, with uh, today's topic. Uh, today's topic is uh, the nicotine madness. So in this episode, we're going to discuss or address the controversy of vaping stigmas, the negative effects of high levels of nicotine, and why CBD could be the next step towards Recovering from that addiction. Yeah. 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 And we've seen, by the way, we've seen this play out literally thousands of times. Right. Um, We've been in this space long enough uh, and have seen things uh, both with vaping and with CBD around addiction to be very confident about today's topic. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we should start with a discussion about the vape scare. Yeah. Uh, I know that's uh, on a lot of people's mind. Or minds, and I'm positive that nobody clearly understands what happened. Right. And what has caused those to date 60 deaths related to uh, a vaping, a cartridge uh, vaping incident. Uh, So we're going to help clear that up for you today. Mm -hmm. Um, All right, let's start with uh, what do we know? All right, so again, as of January 2020, 60 confirmed deaths. From those who are uh, putting together programs to solve this, FDA, uh, DEA, uh, they made a statement that the outbreak is strongly associated with THC vapes, particularly those from informal sources with chemical addictives like vitamin E acetate. Yeah. All right. Now, we've known this. So... Let's uh, let's dig into this a little bit. So when you are doing an extract from the marijuana plant or an extract from the hemp plant, and you hear people talking about vaping THC or vaping CBD, that extract is a very viscous oil product. So it's very thick. And in order for it to vape correctly, it needs to be diluted. And there are very few things that we know that are capable of diluting this very thick oil. And the dilutants that are done from professional manufacturers uh, are dilutants that have been studied and are tolerated in humans. What some people are doing that aren't in a professional setting is they're using other dilutants and vitamin E happened to be one of them. Yeah, and that's not a very good additive. Uh, it's obviously a very bad additive to 
put in a vape cartridge. Yes, you are very correct. As, and and you, it seems harmless, doesn't it? Well, But vitamin E has always been a topical application. Right, yes. Never inhaled. I knew long ago, right? Wasn't there some, um, some when vaping started becoming popular that... People were saying, "Oh, it's got vitamin E or vitamin A. It's got you can inhale your vitamins." They were going to try to put some vitamins in there, yeah. and I'm pretty sure if it was in a controlled environment like a manufacturer, they were quickly shut down mm-hmm. uh, by you know the chemists that were on the team, or you know just by discussions with their third-party vendors. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of vitamins. There are a lot of things that if you inhale, you put it into your respiratory system, it is very unhealthy. Right. And then, obviously, um, you're not noticing it because maybe you're feeling the effects of the THC and you just continue vaping and nice. vaping well and vaping. Well put. So, all right. So let's 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 get the let's get this vitamin E thing taken care of because I have so many people that will walk up to the store or give us a phone call and say, "I don't really want to vape," and I ask them why, and they say, "Wow, you know, isn't that killing people?" Right. All right. That's a very broad and actually, you know, kind of not very helpful. Uh, well, to the population mis- in general. Yeah, misinformed. You yeah. Know. So of the other, you know, 5 billion people, 60 of them have a very good understanding of what happened. But the other 5 billion are kind of, you're missing out because they're poorly informed. So they're just going to, you know, just avoid it all. Right. all right. Well, and we say don't buy anything off of a website that you don't you know, that is just out there just mm. throwing stuff at you. Right. Well, let's, let's go ahead. So now, so now we kind of have a premise for this. Kind of, let's go into the science of vitamin E. Mm-hmm. All right, vitamin E. Uh, this, this form uh, of vitamin E is an acetate, which is an oil, and it's called tocopherol acetate. And this is what it does. It adheres to your lungs' inner fluid called the surfactant. Okay. And the lung surfactant enables oxygen to transfer from the air into your body. And when these tocopherols serve, when they they get introduced into the lungs, they block this process. Oh, wow. They literally kind of integrate onto the membrane by creating a a coating over it. And so this process of extracting oxygen uh, from the air doesn't happen. All right, vitamin E. It wasn't about vaping the THC. It wasn't about vaping the carrier, MCT oil, uh, hemp oil. Uh, Kim, you know a, a couple of different other versions. What other versions of oils are safe to vape? Huh. Well, I don't know. I don't honestly. Grapeseed. Are they safe to vape? I'm not sure. I've never encountered. Well, we have had a vape, CBD vape in the store before that had MCT oil in it, but it was extremely low dosage. Oh, I see. Okay. So, okay. But I don't think that there's any. You're right. I I, I discontinued that pen Mm -hmm. a long time ago. Okay. Because I didn't think it was safe to vape MCT oil. Okay. 
All right, so I stand or corrected. Or any oil. Go no, ahead, yeah. Yes, no, no grapeseed, no, none of that. Okay. S- no, I'm going to say no. Okay. All right, all right. <laughs> I'm going to say no. If you, sh- you should have your, you know, your, your so product. Op- so in open tanks. All right, so, uh, so, but what we do know is that the, the dilutants, so it's, it's not about those, and a, a manufacturer that uh, is, is knowledgeable is not going to put anything like vitamin E in there. Right. And as a matter of fact, these also have all their products third-party tested. That third-party laboratory knows what to look for, and those parameters have been well-defined. So what what I'm suggesting is, as long as the retail location that you're selecting this product from is adhering to current standards, it does not seem to fit in this scare. Right. All right. And what, what, what I believe from these cartridges that were exposed to the public is that they were not from a reputable That's correct. place. They were on the street or, I mean, they, I, as far as I can tell, they haven't even figured out where they really came from. Right. So, uh, so they, what they've done in the recent past is this. Uh, FDA and other agencies uh, got together and they have so far seized 44 websites. Yes. And this is very recent, by the way. And of those 44 websites, they have all their product lines, and they're currently testing to find, you know, what things they are that might be contributing to this. Uh, they already know the vitamin E, but are looking for other uh, sources as well. Uh, of those 44 websites, a number of those websites were found to be fraudulent, meaning that uh, they just want you to make the payment. And then they never sent you the product. They'll never send you the product. As a matter of fact, FDA made that statement going, you know, we've ordered products from a bunch of these websites and to date still have not received them. Mm. So uh, we also, they also know that they are a selective number of those 44 websites. We're doing credit card fraud, uh, identity theft, and downloading viruses. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Be careful. Yeah, there's CBD just... is hot. THC is hot. You're not even supposed to sell THC on online anyway. But anyway, yeah, that's... Uh, so be careful when you're buying these products online uh, from a not reputable place. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, where this is really happening is in the basement or the garage. Right. If somebody somebody is putting this together in a basement or a garage. We, as a matter of fact, had a neighboring business that was doing it in his back storage room. So his business was one thing, but he was putting THC cartridges together in his back room and just kind of selling them out his back door. Mm. That's mm. the kind of person that would that that you need to be cautious. Well, and the and this really scary part is that they are um, distributing them to high school kids because you know kids are like oh cool i can get this i don't have to have a card i don't have to be 18 i can you know and there's some other high school student selling it because that's who this manufacturer gets it's a high school student to sell it to the high school students so that's how that model works you're right and it spreads really fast unfortunately and it spreads fast because here are some numbers that that were shared from the World Health Organization, there has been an 80% increase in high school students using vape cartridges. 
Now, they weren't specific whether it was THC or nicotine, uh, but in the context of the report I was reading, I'm uh, more comfortable it was focusing on nicotine, Mm -hmm. like jewel pods and so forth. Mm -hmm. There has been a 50% increase in middle school students using vape cartridges. Yeah, that's... I thought that was kind of alerting. Well, even both high school and middle school, this is just... All right, now wait, let's not over-sensationalize this stuff. Right. I, I hate the way that is, too. But when vape cartridges hit the street, they were there to get people off of smoking. Oh, way back when, like, yes. Way back when. when. E-cigarettes Right, as early up. as 2010. Mm-hmm. You know, that's about when this thing started to get traction. Uh, is it in about 2010? Now... Since then, again, the World Health Organization released this statement, uh, the the smoking rate amongst adults is the lowest ever recorded. Right. Now, listen, so you have to kind of put this into perspective. So they brought this product to the table and have removed so many adults from smoking. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about not THC. We're just talking about regular organic tobacco vape. Yeah, yeah, just or, organic vape, or, or just yeah, traditional nicotine vape solution. Yes, has got so many people off of smoking uh, traditional organic tobacco. Yes, um, and because of that, literally billions. No, that hundred. Just so many. I, yes. I got some numbers. <laughs> It'll come up in segment two of how many people have been successful in quitting. Uh, If they're using something like this, and the numbers are huge. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I'll share this with you. So they did a study back in 2014, and you're really going to, this is going to blow your mind. 60% of the world's population was smoking tobacco in some form or another. Right. Isn't that... 60% of the world's population. Wow. Yeah. Listen, I cannot say that this was not a good idea. It just turned into something not so great because they were targeting the children. Well, yeah, because you always have someone. You need to fill the coffers with new customers. Right. That was not very nice of them. Let me talk to you about why and how that happened. All right, Jewel. Jewel was a startup company four years ago. Mm-hmm. Little tiny, small, you have a little small company. Right. All right, last year... Suggested sales, are you ready? $3.8 billion. Yeah. Just three years in. Okay, can I also tell you what happened in 2018? Here we go. Here we go. Here's the big news. Altria Group purchased 35% of Juul. Okay, go see who that group is. They are the makers of the Marlboro cigarette brand. Yeah. Okay, so what did they bring to the table with their 35% and their billions of dollars they paid for that? All those talents and expertise that they learned back in 2012 on how to recruit the youth to smoke their cigarettes. Right. You remember the big ban, ban, ban back then where they got 
They got fined. They had to put up anti-smoking ads. They weren't allowed to promote to the students anymore or the youth anymore. That big thing was all because they were doing it so well. Right. So Marble, got, they got their hands tied, said, well, we can't do this anymore. Guess what they just did? They did it through Jewel. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same theory, right? It, it, way back when, cigarette smoking looked really cool. Yeah. I mean, it was just the thing. Yeah. And then... Jewel came along and equally as cool, but um, I want to say even more dangerous because it it didn't have the smell and it didn't have. It's less dangerous. It's It's a lot less dangerous. Let's just say that. But when we talk to physicians about this, their answer is this. Putting nothing in your lungs is best. Yes. So and I think we're all in agreement to that statement. Mm-hmm. And there are some issues. And in the next segment, we're going to talk about what nicotine might be doing uh, with our youth. So we'll get into some science on the next segment. I want to share a little bit about the laws. Uh, so the most recent law passed is no one under 21 uh, can buy cigarettes, e-cigarettes, any of those. Uh, they also did a partial flavor ban. Let me say that correctly. Did a partial <laughs> flavor ban. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what that means is that only certain flavors are allowed to be sold, like menthol, uh, tobacco flavor, in a flavored cartridge. In a jewel pod. Like a jewel pod. Those yeah. are the ones they removed. They right. did not remove the flavor uh, products that come in, a, uh, come in a, a 30 mil bottle that you add to an open cartridge. Right. They didn't control those. Uh, and so, um, and, then, and then here's one more interesting fact uh, that I want to share. Uh, by the way, there's a political environment around that this too. Oh, yeah. So when they ban the flavors, instead of, you know, being much more aggressive about it, uh, I think with the upcoming elections, mm-hmm. you know, they had to be somewhat well, politically this will savvy be, about yes, this. This will be a new platform. So, but let me share something else. So FDA back in 2000 and let me think of the math. I think it was 2015 or 16 uh, updated their policy for all vape manufacturers saying you are no longer allowed to have a vape product on the market unless it goes through our testing. And that testing was 75,000 per yeah. skew. Now, I noticed that that dollar amount went down to about 25000 but I read a report yesterday that said this, that to date, there's not a single vape product that has been tested on the market. That means they're all illegal, according to FDA. In other words, FDA put this rule down, and nobody has followed it, and FDA has not policed it. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Well, yeah, that is because I mean I know that um, a giant warning stamp started showing up on vape juice, mm-hmm. and that was I mean if you didn't have that giant warning uh, on the box or on the bottle right. or both, uh, you, that was unsellable. Yeah, so that was called that's called labeling requirements. Yeah, oh, okay. Different from this product. This testing. This this. Uh, well, it really wasn't a test. Yeah, it was kind of a testing, but it was a way for them to com- make them comply uh-huh. uh, with good manufacturing processes and science and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Now, there's still other ways they have to do that. They have to conform to certain testing after the product. Uh, is done, but uh, this was to just get your product on the market. Right. Now I was I was there when that all happened, 
and I knew the vape industry was growing extremely fast, much like CBD. Mm-hmm. And I felt that that was one of the things they wanted to do to kind of control that growth. Right. Right. Well, and it was only, very effective. Yeah. And it's good to have maybe just send out that warning so that manufacturers do stay in line. I yeah. mean, I think it's a, a good, safe idea. All right. Well, let's give our sponsors a little bit of time. Uh, we're going to take a very brief break, and then when we come back, we're going to discuss the nicotine. Okay. Okay. We want to understand this a lot better so that we can make better decisions. So we're going to take a quick break and be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back are you finding your frequency it can be described as that space between failure and success it's the future of digital media it's finding your voice it's engaging topics content and ideas jeff and ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects it's about making the mistakes taking the chances summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. Let's uh, continue this discussion about nicotine. 
All right. We last talked about kind of how we landed in this place where concern of nicotine in our youth. Talked about some laws. And now what we want to do is kind of understand nicotine a little bit better. Now, before I go further, I want to pass on a piece of information. Uh, as Kimberly and I kind of uh, discussed this before, uh, during the break, I had shared with you that vaping MCT oil was uh, an okay thing. I am absolutely, I, I just simply made an error and that is it. So, yes. You really want to make sure that you either have VG or PG, vegetable glyrus, uh, vegetable glycerin. glycerin or PG, which is, say it again, Kim? Pro- propylene glycerin. <laughs> propylene glycerin, okay? Those two um, uh, go well with humans. Humans can uh, have that in their respiratory, respiratory system and do fine. Um, so... Feel free to check your products. Yes. All right, good. All right, let's move into nicotine. All right, here's what the health community says that what nicotine is. Nicotine is a highly addictive chemical. We know this. Yes. And it's not a mild addictive chemical. It is highly addictive. I think most of my clients that are addicted to nicotine really do suffer through withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it has also been seen to cause an increase in blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is an issue with increased heart rate and flow, flow of blood to the heart. It may also contributing to hardening of the artery walls, which in turn may lead to a heart attack. Yeah. All right, so there are some things now, but it's light. I can tell you the nicotine molecule in, in small doses really has no impact on the human. Uh, it's as you start increasing that dose, whereby the big problem is, is when you become addicted to something, that is what happens. Right. Good? So you're now addicted to it. You are going to expect that that dose is going to increase because that's what an addiction is. Yeah. All right. So that's how that kind of spins around. Mm-hmm. Now compare this to a cigarette. All right. A cigarette, when we talk about the carcinogens in a cigarette, there are 137 of them. Yeah. All right. That's the problem. It's not the nicotine that was in the tobacco. It was the other 137 that you're combusting and putting it into your respiratory system. Right. All right. Let's get that super clear. So both of those, hey, your lungs would be better without. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is millions of deaths have been cre- caused by uh, smoking tobacco. Yes. Or, yeah. Just plant, just combusting that plant. Right. Okay. And that's not the case uh, for the vaping of just nicotine and VGE or PG oil. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if, uh, if it, I don't know if the, I've heard of anybody getting any, obviously, uh, these THC cartridges, yes. But um, since vaping became popular, I don't know if cancer's gone down or, or smoking-related deaths have gone down. I would, I would hope so, especially since those people are not right. 
They are. They are. Not only has those rates gone down significantly, they've also done some studies that suggest it. No, not even that suggest it. It doesn't matter how long you've been smoking. You've been smoking for 40 years, a pack a day. Over time, the lungs will completely heal, Mm -hmm. that they have that capacity too. Yeah. All right. And uh, some stats that I was able to get from uh, vaping, you know, there was two, there's been two issues. One, what they called popcorn lungs, yeah, uh, which was somebody just in, just doing too much and too frequently, and it created a moisture atmosphere in the lung that the lung ended up ended up re- responding in a, in a way that became less. It just didn't work as well, and they and they referenced that as popcorn lungs. Okay. Um, and then the other one, I, I think the uh, the outcome would be like flu symptoms, you know, where your, t- your chest is kind of tight uh, when you're t- when drawing in, you can't take full breaths, so forth. Uh, and then the second issue was this vitamin E vape cartridge thing that showed up. Right. All right. But herein lies I, my, what I believe, because we have children. Right. Is when some of these smaller handheld products like Juul and these other little tiny self-contained uh, vape cartridges and their their battery attached and easily can go into your pocket, uh, these became very attractive to the youth. Now, with our youth, they had no addiction to nicotine. Yeah. I mean, so, when we talked to the boys about this, they were saying uh, – you know, no one really, you don't really see anyone smoking cigarettes anymore. I know. There's no, I mean, when I went to high school, there was a whole, like, smoker's row. Yeah. <laughs> Out in the front of the school where, we, you know, Buddy was kind of quarantined to that area. Yep. Um, and you don't see that anymore. But now it's a little bit easier to just sneak a puff right. here and there. Yeah. And you don't, you know, you're not, no one is really... I mean, I've had police officers come in the store and ask me, you know, what what is it that these kids are doing? And I said, I'm sorry, I don't have anything like that here in the store. I can't even tell you what a jewel looks like. I don't know. Right. Yeah, and, and, and so this is a question we posed our kids yesterday. We said, listen, you know, when we grew up, uh, out, of a, out of 10 people, eight of them are smokers. Yeah. Yeah, and Kim agreed too, and I, I went, yeah, that, that sounded about right. Um, and we asked them, you know, out of your friends, if you put 10 together or even 100 together, how many would be uh, smokers? And that number got down to like 1%. One one yeah, it, was, it was really very small. It was small. extremely small. We were like, wow. Right. All right. right. Now, the older one has gotten a job. So he's exposed to more, you know, people, not just high school kids. And they all. Oh, more adults. Yeah. Mean. Yeah. Right. So, um, so, so we also, I know there's lots of studies going on that I started to get a hint on. And that is they are looking at long-term effects of nicotine. Yeah. Um, but I caution, because as I was reading it, I just didn't sense that I had a lot of good studies, that instead I might have had lobbyists pushing um, studies that weren't maybe so relevant. Okay. So I, I, I guess I just want to share that is my opinion. Uh, and as I see stuff, I'm, I'm really happy to share, but I'd like it to be legitimate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I did c- come across some, some facts to share. One is, um, so the federal government has twice now 
created an initiative to decrease the amount of nicotine in cigarettes. They did it once in 1994 and again in 2013. Well, isn't that like a light or, you know, like a Marlboro light or right, like right. So something that's, like that? Yeah, so that's, you know, back in 1994, they came up with a bunch of different looking filters and oh, they just had all kinds of ways of doing it. Yeah. Now, uh, here is their position. Their position is, listen, the reason cigarettes are killing people is because the nicotine got them addicted to it. Now these 137 known carcinogens are getting put into your respiratory system 30 times a day or whatever that number is. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they, with their intelligence, thought, okay, well, if we get rid of the nicotine, then people won't want to smoke as much. You know, Americans love their freedom. Like, you can't tell me what to do, what not to do. So here, so let's take away the nicotine, then you can smoke whenever you feel like it, but you're not addicted to it, so you're not going to do it to the point where... But do you think that would really work? Because I'm sorry, us humans, um, it's just like a Diet Coke. You just drink more Diet Coke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because apparently it hasn't worked. Because they've gone to th two tries of it and it didn't work. It yeah. took, to be, let's be honest, it took the vape industry to come in and solve that. Yeah. Patch didn't work. Uh, here are some other, uh, some other stats that I was able to pull up. And that is that... Uh, um, yeah, I might as well just share this. 60% uh, of the world's population in 2014 were smokers. Uh, that, is a, that is equal to 1.3 billion. Yes, 1.3 billion smokers. <laughs> wow. My goodness, right? And over a 12-month period, they, they did uh, do a study that, that found that 205 million attempted to quit. Oh, well, that's right. great. So of this 1.3 billion smokers doing a 12-month period right around 2014, uh, 205 million attempted to quit, and only 4% had any success rate. Only four. Yeah, I have a lot of those customers that come in, and yeah. they say, oh, yeah, I I tried this, and I did that, but, I, but now I'm back to smoking cigarettes. Yeah, and it's I, tough. It is. It is. And it's at this like, point, I wanted to share uh, my story with you because it may help, but it also could lend uh, evidence to where where I'm coming from when I'm sharing this information mm -hmm. uh, with our listeners. Uh, but I, I've been a smoker my whole life. I grew up on a tobacco farm in Maryland. You know, we <laughs> we appreciated it. It's, it's put put food on our table. We so unaware. Yeah. At that age. And, you know, I'm in my, my, my 50s, so uh, my mother smoked, my brother smoked, my uncle smoked. Everybody smoked. Oh, yeah. My, both my parents smoked my whole life. Right. Okay. So then I move on into my adult life, and I'm like, wow, this stuff stinks. You know, and I, you know, I just never, you know, just kind of never really fully embraced it, but I couldn't quit. So I'd move back and forth to different tobacco products, including chewing tobacco and and the dip that goes in front of the lip, and then back to cigarettes, and then over to cigars. And it just kept moving around. Why? Because of the addiction to the nicotine, yeah. not to the tobacco. Now, um, you know, over a period of those, you know, 30 years or so that I had smoked, I was able to quit every once in a while for a period of a year or two. I think the max I was able to do was about two years. And then for some reason, I'd get back to it. Now, vape came along. Right at about 2014, 
I gave it a try. I went to a vape store and I said, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's hook me up. And I did what everybody else did. Give me a tobacco flavored vape. Yeah. Like now I look back at that and go, oh, that was kind of insane. But that's the way we did. Okay. And yeah. then uh, they gave me some instructions and I followed it to the T. Now, what was really bad is this. Before, so before I tell you about my vape experience, uh, so now I'm in my, my 40s, and I still, I'm a, I'm a fitness junkie, so I work out every day, but I cough every day. I coughed every hour. I coughed and coughed and coughed, and I always smelled bad. My clothes smelled bad. My vehicle smelled bad. I really was just over it. Well, I mean, and you were, you know, literally hiding like oh a, my goodness, like a child from the children. <laughs> you were hiding in the backyard around the corner. Um, yeah, it, from it the was. children. So <laughs> it was it was becoming ridiculous. And it was embarrassing every yes. time you pointed that out to me, yes. too. Uh, <laughs> but that was reality, yes. And all right, so then, so I found this vape, uh, this vape store, and there were probably only two in town. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I go to this one in Mesa. It has a line a mile long. i got to wait an hour to get in there and get my, my product. But I get it. And I followed their instructions, which were, you know, start out with a high nicotine so, uh, so you could transition over from this handheld burning thing to this uh, battery-powered vape cartridge. You know, I had to be able to transition that feel. Uh-huh. Uh, so they wanted to keep enough nicotine in me to be able to do that without stressing over the nicotine part. So I go through about four or five days of this, and they told me, do not pick up a cigarette. Right. That's that's your one goal. Do not. And so I did not. And so then first week came, went by, and second week was much easier. And, I, and, and it just became that simple. And I never went back. So what they, another thing they told me is after a month of this, uh, if you did not pick up a cigarette even once after a month, go ahead and grab one. And they were right. I picked it up and I wanted to throw up. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you So were. that adjustment physically, mentally, all of it, just come, if it was done correctly, you'll never pick one up again. As a matter of fact, I even remembered you and I went to a cigar bar um, some years later and I tried a cigar. <sighs> And I couldn't get through it. No, you couldn't. I know. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I just so like these. Uh, couldn't get through it. So it does really work. Now, from there, now I'm addicted to the nicotine and the vape juice. But here's my experience. I don't smell anymore. My car doesn't smell anymore. I'm working out and I stopped coughing. It took me just a month to get all of that back. Mm-hmm. One month. Yeah. All right. Now, since then... Um, I've moved up and down in nicotine, but I can tell you it never, I was able to, here, here's, here's what happened when I first started. I used a product that had 18 milligrams of nicotine in it, which they said was what somebody who was doing a pack a day should do. Right. And they were right because it worked. I didn't have a craving for the nicotine. Then I've moved it all the way down to three milligrams. So you know, do the math. That's how much I had cut it down to. It only took me, I did it over about a year and a half, two years. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Got it down to three. And then I stayed at three out of, for no other reason than just convenience. I didn't feel like fighting the battle. Well, you know, it's that little voice in your brain, that addiction voice that I talk about so often in these shows. I, I, I deal with people every day that have these little voices in their heads. And yeah. you 
you have to just get it all the way down to where your that little voice is not saying you need that. No, don't give up. I know it's only three percent, but don't. Right. No, you need it. And then you just make up your mind, and you did it. Yeah. You're down. You're down to nothing. Oh yeah, no, I went to nothing. Yeah, I went to zero, zero, and then there was just a physical thing. And, and, the hand and mouth. Yeah, um, the hand and mouth was hanging out there. It's, it's a thing. It yeah. is a real thing. It's an addiction, just like well, not as bad as the nicotine, but right. you're and and now you're you're done. Now, uh, one more thing about vaping, uh, since you know we're, we're we're entertaining at my expense. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I still try to hide that too. Yeah. Because I'm a guy, you know, so the vape devices, you know, sometimes I would get my hands on those and they would like put out like big clouds of vape. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the kids would come into the front room after I'd been sitting there for, you know, a little while watching TV or something. <laughs> it looked like the London fog. Yes, had moved it did. In. <laughs> yes, it did. And I started becoming very aware of that, too. So I was at, listen, I was really glad to get off of it. Um, but is it? It's a success story, and yes. so that's what it should be. It should be an avenue for you to stop smoking right. cigarettes. It doesn't mean continue with your nicotine. Let's bring it down and let's get you off, and then we'll set you free. All right, and so that's what we're going to talk about next. Let's talk about how we can share information, both our personal experiences, like I just did, and some science behind how you can get off the nicotine. And we'll do that when we come back after this brief message from our sponsors. Be right back. (laughs) The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Live authentically, heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back tune in for in the black host bob dickerson and his guests take a look at black america and its socio-economic place in the black will discuss the positive issues affecting black americans including education improvements business growth closing the racial wealth gap activism and more in order for america to reach its full potential black america must do the same tune in to in the black live every wednesday at 2 p.m eastern time and 11 a.m pacific time on the voice america variety channel streaming live the leader in internet talk radio voiceamerica.com You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Welcome back, listeners. All right. Let's see if we can pass on some tips mm-hmm. on how to get past your nicotine addiction. Now, you want to get past your nicotine addiction because 
Who wants to do that in front of their children? Think about your next generation. Your health. Uh, your health, you know, how you can contribute to other people. And, and think about this. Uh, if we want to remove vaping from our youth, let's get off of that, too. Right. Right. Yes. All, all stems from good family participation, parenting. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's start with this. So, uh, so earlier on, I had talked about the 60% of the world's population uh, were smokers. Yeah. That equated to about 1.3 billion smokers. That was over 22 countries. 205 million over a 12-month period attempted to quit, and only 4% had a success rate. All right, I'm going to share with you. That was 4% without any intervention. Yeah. All right, that's still a crazy low number. Yeah. All right. It just so happens that in this study, they also cited that 24% were able to quit with intervention. Mm-hmm. All right. And all they had to do was quit for a minimum of six months, and they were in on that 24%. So that's not suggesting that they quit permanently, but right. they at least quit for twenty or for six months. Uh, all right. So 24%. And what were the interventions? <clears throat> you are familiar with some of them. The patch, the nicotine gum, um, there are prescription anti-anxiety uh, products out there. One is called Ch- Chantix. Thank you, Chantix. That worked for my mother. Right. And she smoked for, well, my whole life. So I think she's she has not smoked a cigarette for at least 15 years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some holistic ones, um, yeah. like uh, people being put under. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, acupuncture. Acupuncture is another one. uh, What is that? Hypnotized? Yeah, being hypnotized. (laughs) Yeah, people are being put under and getting hypnotized. Yeah. Uh, And then finally, CBD has joined this group of interventions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, there are studies on it. There's more than just studies on it. CBD has been associated with many neural circuits involved in the acquisition of addiction and the subsequent drug-seeking behaviors, which is really where it's key. And it's, you know, it's, it's done this so well that it is a current candidate for pharm- pharmacological <laughs> treatments for substance abuse. Yeah. So substance abuse clinics. I know this because three years ago, we were involved in uh, an addiction clinic that was creating their own CBD formula and using it in their treatments. Mm-hmm. And these were some really intelligent, well-known physicians that were putting this package together. So um, I know this to be very true. So what we thought we'd share is uh, the how. So the hardest thing is to quit this highly addictive, this this substance, nicotine, the hardest is to quit without any intervention at all. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, you need help. Something. Yeah, but let's just talk. Yeah, we'll talk without judgment. Let's just do that first, and then we'll come back, and we'll see how we can be supportive. So hardest. Your your least amount of success is quitting without any intervention. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other interventions uh, that are... Second would be anything that has nicotine in it. Right. All right. So that's the gums and the patches and the vapes. Okay. Those are all second on the list. And then the the last on the list are anything around this anti-anxiety, anything that is uh, about uh, the brain. Yeah. 
Okay. And things there include the, the, the pharmacological prescription, the, the uh, Shantix, mm-hmm. uh, and CBD is also in that mix. Right. All right. So affects, it goes in and affects the brain. So, um, all right, good luck. No interventions. We got nothing to offer there. It's, it's, it's just the, the least successful path based on history. Yeah. I mean, if you can do it cold turkey with no help, um, you are extremely strong-willed. All right. The next two are both the most successful. So that is stuff with nicotine in it and stuff to treat the anxieties. Yes. Okay. So either together or separate, they're both equally successful. But one has a risk and one, well, they both actually have risks, to be absolutely honest. So if you use a, a nicotine product as your, uh, as your intervention, you're still addicted to nicotine. Just remember that. Yeah. So if you're eating gum, well, you're going to get sugar all day and you got rotten teeth. If you're doing, you know, vape, then you, you got to carry around this big old battery and your kids get to see you and, you know, London fog moves into your room. And, right, right, <laughs> right, right. Okay, so if, uh, uh, so that's vape, but again, high success rate, very high success rate. Let's talk about vape. Key things are this. High nicotine in the beginning, reputable place so that you know what you're buying is going to be safe to ingest or safe to take into your, your, uh, your lungs, your respiratory system, uh, but very easy. Very easy. Why? Because it has that physical piece connected to it, that hand to mouth. Well, yes, it, it is very easy, yes. but it is also very frustrating to a smoker because it is not as easy as a cigarette. You, you got yeah. the cigarette, you light it, it works <laughs> All good. many times. All right. In my previous days when we had a vape at the store, it uh, I had so many complaints. Oh, my gosh, this thing is leaking. It's, right. It doesn't work. And it, oh, my gosh, if it doesn't work first thing in the morning for somebody that's used to being a school, Oh, my goodness. That's when you, like, if I can't have my nicotine right first thing in the morning, I'm a mess. Uh, I heard that over and over again. So that, you know, those vape devices can be a little frustrating, but as long as you keep up with it. All right. And but, let me share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and let me share both from my own personal experience and what I've seen, uh, just like you, Kim, is this. Do not go cheap in on this one. Consider backups for your backup. Yeah. The quickest way to go back to a cigarette is to not have that thing work. Right. That is the quickest. I mean, I ran to places because I knew that was going to happen to me if I didn't get there and get my device working or have an alternative. So trust me on this. I watch everybody go, well, let me do this little one. Oh, let me. No. I'm just going to smoke you one wanna, cigarette. <laughs> you want to do this correctly, get the stuff that works, and then have a backup. Right. If, you're, if your device is operated by batteries, double, double your battery. Yeah. Have you know a set charging while you're using the other set. If you are using an, a device with an internal battery, go ahead and buy a second one. Mm-hmm. Right? Buy two cartridges. Buy two coils. Buy just buy extra. You'll appreciate my advice because your success rate will double. Yeah. All right. I've watched it too many times. Yeah, and then 
think about your nicotine intake. Yes, yeah. And bring it down. Well, and but start bring, high. Yes. Start but, high. But start bringing it down after a few weeks. Uh, I'd say a month. Bring right. it down and down and down until, again, it's just the hand to mouth. Right. You're down to a zero, and now you're, it's just a hand to mouth. Because you've seen something, haven't you? Mm-hmm. You've seen how people move from regular nicotine to this salt nick product. Right. Yeah. And now, so what they did, instead of bringing their nicotine down, they've actually increased it. Increased it. Now, when they increase it, what does that do? That increases the physical behavior, too. So now you are vaping constantly. Yes. And it's much harder to get off because you've tripled, maybe quadrupled your nicotine. Yeah. If if anything, I, and I, I hate to say this to my vapors out there, but the Nick Salt has got to go. Yeah, I, I, that was not, yeah, all right. It's not helping. No, not helping the situation at all. All right, so here we go with, so that was vape. Feel free to ask us any questions you would like on our Instagram. Happy to help here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've helped a lot of people, a lot of friends, a lot of family, uh, and some guidance will go a long way. Yeah. Uh, for using vape to quit. Um, now, hey, gum patches, prescription, I don't have a whole lot for that. Uh, give it a shot, see how it works. But I would imagine staying away from the cigarette is probably equally important. But for the vape, it's almost the key. Well, is yeah, to stay away from that cigarette until you've had seven days of exclusive vape. Okay? Because, yeah, isn't that the key that you just, that cigarette will just taste horrible? Horrible. <laughs> yeah. After you've done that. Yes, yes. So you can do that. Okay, let's go to CBD. Because uh-huh. uh, again, we're getting short on time. Keeping in mind, CBD is currently already known to have effect on neural circuits that are involved in the acquisition of an addiction. Mm-hmm. In other words, that CBD will at least sever that connection, but will also have an impact on the drug seeking behavior. That's where the addiction centers really dialed in on that on CBD yeah. was the second part. The the drug seeking behavior they were able to use CBD to intervene in that in that particular part. All right. So, if you're going to quit cold turkey, then consider a CBD regiment. Yes. Okay, and you can do the CBD in any way you'd like. You can vape it. You can and you can put it under your tongue. Well, let's just say those are probably the two best. That's it. That and the capsule. Now, when you have uh, when you're quitting uh, smoking cold turkey and you're just using CBD, you may want to consider the delivery mechanism because when you vape CBD is very quick. Yes. Okay, so if you are struggling because you have not had your morning cigarette, you may want to consider the delivery mechanism of vaping CBD because of how quick it is. If you put it under your tongue, you may have to suffer through 35 minutes, 45 minutes before it kicks in. Yeah. All good? Yeah. All right. Um, If you choose to move to a vape product with nicotine, go ahead and you can vape CBD as well and a separate cartridge. I would not put those two together, but what the CBD is going to do is help with the anxiety of moving over from one physical product to another. Yes. All right. And again, for one purpose, and that is to increase the success rate of moving off of this addiction permanently. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then you can be nicotine free and eventually once your addiction comes to an end, you are also 
able to move off the CBD if you need to. All right. Okay. All right, guys. So this is a wrap for today's episode, the CBD Ed Show. So thank you, Kim. And I also want to thank Cece because I know you two uh, work together uh, to gather the research for today's show. So thank you. You're very welcome. And thank you, listeners. I'm very grateful for you. And I wouldn't be here without your continued support. Yes. And feel free. Stay connected with us. Use our hashtag, hashtag ProtectTheHemp. Follow me on Instagram at the CBD Ed Show. Follow Canafil on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and Facebook at Canafil. Any of these, we'll check and we'll continue these conversations. Uh, so, and, and when you do uh, show up on any of our social medias, let us know your favorite takeaway from an episode so that we can then have a conversation and you'll be the, you'll be the benefactor and the cause of that sharing. Mm-hmm. So feel free to do that. Uh, next episode, we're going to discuss multiple sclerosis and how CBD can help bring relief to this very painful ailment. And we have some family members that have this. So, uh, so I, I know that'll be a great episode. So we're going to sign off for today's episode. Hope you enjoyed our topic. I'm going to leave you with one final thought. Becoming an educated consumer of CBD is the best way to protect it for our future generations. Yes. All right. Peace and love. Till next time. We're out. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon.